0: welcome back to the kind of funny games cast of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the new face of video games blessing at jr
1: tim i needed to alter my intro to the man that ha- now has a steam deck Wow! how does, does it this feel thing. good
0: does it feel it good bless great.
1: like it feels better than i even thought it was gonna feel and i'm i'll get into impressions later on but like it feels magical. To I,
0: I'm so excited because I haven't actually talked to anybody that has one. I've seen people give impressions online and stuff, but I got some questions and mm-hmm. I will ask you them later, but I don't want to do that
2: quite yet. I want to introduce the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I'm looking for words that rhyme with, uh, with Penis. like wrecking or decking. Um, the, There's something Checking. we could do here where we, at, we say like. What's up, Greg? Checking. Checking. Check- yeah, we could say something like the steam decking, steam decking, something wrecking, or mm, like neck. Uh, okay. Break, necking, Tekken. Tekken. Oh, okay. Oh, Tekken. Tekken. Run on it! I don't wow. know. Wow. 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 That was pretty great. Okay. Think about that, chat. Think about that. Think Nobody about it Think about right that for now. a second. Think about you? it. hmm. Nobody's listening.
0: Rounded out the crew. We have the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Well, I got to get a screenshot to make fun of Paris Lily, all right? Mm hmm. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: I'm using is
0: that. Yeah, the tiger to quit
3: yeah Whoa. that's yeah i don't Whoa. know if,
0: what the fuck is that you know? your mobile phone who the fuck are you Blast? <laughs> <laughs> Get that off is that one. a cellular that device shit.
1: that i see <laughs> huh. Look at the size of that screen is very small greg <laughs> you <laughs> know what Blessed not like all of us phone. were blessed
3: like you in paris lily with getting your Steam deck you know screen. what i mean God damn it. after everything i've done for pc gaming this is how they're treating me it's it's ridiculous
0: well-deserved God, there's there's so <laughs> so much to talk about here, uh, including also. I just got this in the mail. Really excited. Woo! I'm actually hey. going to read a book. Everybody, like a real physical book. Like that's Tim, unheard of.
2: Can you hold? Can you hold it over your face to make it look like his shoulders and head or your head? No, no, no. Closer to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, oh, wait, we can man. line this, this up. We can. This is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Closer, it's really closer. tough. Closer. Oh man, you're no, terrible. No, I meant closer. No. Oh man, you're yeah. terrible. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there oh my go. lord. He's yeah. back
0: two weeks in a row. Hey, everyone. to me, Reggie. <laughs> <That was laughs> Don't great. clip that out, please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's always one of those hard things where it's like when you're working with mirrors or cameras and stuff, where it's like you know what you're trying to do, but it takes mm-hmm. a second to understand the direction of like what's what. And then you're like, the weatherman. It all, all clears. The weatherman. Mm-hmm. Whatever the weather be we're advancing steadily of course this is the kind of funny games cast where every single week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them it usually happens once a week but on these rare beautiful occurrences we get two of them including times that reggie Fizeme decides to drop by for an interview like he did earlier this week so you can go check that out it's live now on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com and also podcast services around the globe you just got to search for the kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free if you want to watch live as it's being recorded and most importantly if you want the exclusive post show where we play a thrilling game show called bless who you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like kind of funny games kind of funny games that's what it is just like our patreon producers anonymous Fargo Brady, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder N.D., Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew have all done. Thank you so very, very much for your support. Uh, If you do not have bucks to toss our way on Patreon, that's totally cool. When you're out there buying video games on the Epic Game Store, make sure you're using our Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny and it super helps us out. Even if it's just in-game purchases on Epic Games on your consoles, like Greg Miller would try to get you to do. Use the code and it helps us out there as well. Uh, a little housekeeping for you. Kind of Funny's new merch line is now live. Kind ofFunny.com slash store. Our new t shirt design has been revealed for the Patreon Platinum members as well. A lot of really, really cool stuff. So over on kindoffunny.com slash store, you can get the brand new shirt and hat from Campfire Design Studio that features Portillo the weeder dog snug in a bun. Uh, Nick from Campfire finished this last year and was always on the schedule for this month. Now part of the proceeds will go to the Central Missouri Humane Society as a way to honor our fallen king. What a great way to put that greg i know you wrote that but i love it i love hey, it so man. much
3: well yeah you, i mean well that's why you tell me it's a great way to put it because i wrote it everybody i'm a pretty good writer don't forget remember that bus remember this when he reviews
0: this guy writes <laughs> I read your 3 review. It was all
3: right. god damn it dude i don't like this new character this steam deck changed you all right yeah. and i'm not a fan of it
0: <laughs> you can also check out the platinum rewards over on patreon.com slash kind of funny or slash kind of funny games today we're brought to you by expressvpn chime and babble I'll tell you all about that later. I want to get right into it. A game that I was fiercely anticipating, an indie game called Trek to Yomi. Andy, you've beaten it. Greg, you've beaten it. I've played a little bit of it. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What did you think of Trek to
2: Yomi? It's not that it's bad. It's just that I'm disappointed. <laughs> Trek Expound. to Yomi Trek to Yomi had so much potential. I think when you reveal a game with such a really cool art style, right? You see this gorgeous art style with incredible visuals, and you pair it with the publishing of Devolver, it just seems kind of like a guaranteed hit, right? It's going to be a guaranteed kind of must-play indie. And Trek to Yomi, unfortunately, is not a must-play game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, pretty disappointing honestly i think it's i haven't really played a game i don't think in a long time where i've seen such a gulf in between art direction and aesthetic and visuals and on the other side combat mechanics game design Mm -hmm. um it is uh it's pretty disappointing unfortunately tim Mm
0: -hmm. are you you beat the game are you prepared to render a verdict on the kind of funny scale
2: Yes, uh, I am giving it a three out of five Okay, and it's it's kind of close to being a two out of five bad, right? Like, I I think I think there's been a lot of different games that have their saving graces, whether you say, man, the graphics in that game were terrible, but it had a fun gameplay loop. Um, But this game, I think, is like you kind of want to be a little bit extra tough on it because of the Devolver digital sort of label on it, right? You expect a really, really great game to come out. And unfortunately, it's just... It's kind of a... It's its pr- a pretty big miss, unfortunately. Um, I just did not have a lot of fun with it. Right off the bat, you were introduced with a training session where you are training with your sensei, and immediately things just don't feel right combat-wise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this game... Could have been a really standout indie game seven, eight years ago. But in the time since then, indie studios have been able to show off that they know that they've got what it takes, right? It's like so many indie studios have put out incredible games. And yeah, I think this game is like visually stunning. And anytime you'd enter a new frame for people wondering, it's a black and white game if you're uh, an audio listener only. It's black and white. Um, it's uh, you know inspired by Kurosawa films, and every scene is kind of like I'd say like an old school. It's not all side scrolling like you may have seen some of the trailers. Some of it acts like tank controls would in a old Re- Resident Evil game or something like that. Each new scene kind of has you walking in from a different perspective, and it is like fucking jaw-droppingly gorgeous like every scene in this game is looks like a painting it looks like a movie the depth of field is fantastic they have like such a perfect art design and that's why i'm so let down by playing the game Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Andy. I, I, uh, jumping off what you said, of I'm like, almost immediately, it kind of just doesn't feel right. I played about two and a half hours of it, and eventually, I was like, "This just, it isn't for me." I'm having more fun watching it than I am actually playing it. And I think that that was uh, immediately clear with the the first kind of like combat scenarios you're in, where as beautiful as it is, when you're in control of it, it it feels less like they're people and more like they're puppets that you're controlling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is something that I just. Couldn't really get over this like mental block of it feeling right. And I feel like when you're not in control of it and you're just kind of watching it, it actually, uh, is a little bit more enjoyable. And that's not necessarily a good thing when we're talking about uh, video games. It reminds me a lot of cuphead is uh, a little too difficult for a lot of people, but it's fun for them to just watch because the animation's so beautiful and the kind of like the storytelling going on graphically is great. But it's backed up with such quality gameplay, obviously that for the people that want that type of challenge, it's there. But with this, i the the gameplay that I've experienced doesn't really seem, like it's doing anything interesting that I haven't seen before. And it reminds me more of like Flash games uh, from back in the day than it does some of the more um, standout indie games that we've had now time and time again. Greg, being another person that beat the game, what score would you give it and where are your thoughts at?
3: I couldn't agree with Andy more. Uh, I think I'm right there with him. You know what I love about we talked about on our review thing is that the three out of five okay is either it's okay, or, it's it's good, you should play it, or it's okay, it's it's fine, it is what it is. And this for me isn't it's fine. Like I, I, it's a game that. I did not want to finish. I did not enjoy finishing. I would have tapped out earlier, but I know it's a shorter game. And I, but you know, some point you're invested and I was looking through trophies. So I knew how many chapters I had in front of me and stuff, but everything you guys are saying, I I echo, like for me, the easiest synopsis of this is that Tractiomi is all style and no substance. And, I feel it is so gorgeous, and they do such great stuff with the camera, right? They talk about, you know, and Andy brought this up, it's not always side-scrolling, it'll get behind you. You get to, basically, it'll go to that, mainly that 2D side-scrolling when you're in combat. Otherwise, you can kind of free roam areas. There's always, like, you know, if you go off the beaten path and go through a doorway that you could run by, there'll be something in there. There'll be an upgrade to health, to stamina, one of the collectibles in the game, stuff like that. But all of it, and I think, honestly, combat, included is just not there. I don't want to say uninspired. Clearly the game's inspired by the movies that came before the, these uh, samurai films and black and white uh, Japanese pictures. And it has that there, but there's just, I feel like in Andy, feel correct me if I'm wrong. I really never felt the carrot on the end of the stick for it. Like the way they do uh, upgrades, if you will, in quotes is like, as you go, you learn new combos that you can use in the game. However, and granted, I was playing on medium difficulty. I, I, there's hard difficulty above that. There's easy below it. There's hard above it. And then once you unlock it, there's like, I uh, what do they call it? I had it open over here. Kensei. Uh, Kensei, uh, Kense, uh, which is the one where it's one hit, one kill. Like, you have to, you have to be flawless. So I would assume as you went higher, those things would matter more. But for playing on medium, I never was inclined to use the different uh, combos. So it really was like, oh, this is a guy I know is only weak to heavy attacks. Oh, this is the guy that I get a few square light attacks in with. Then he teleports over there, but leaves his ghost, don't hit his ghost. But like you learn the playbook pretty quick, I feel, for where I was playing. And then the game was just like, okay, cool. And there, and uh, you know, again, I didn't go up to hard because there were points where I was annoyed, where it was like, here's a whole bunch of dude, there's a save spots in between the game these little shrines you pray at that refill your health and save your game and so it's you know constantly
2: all uh, right you go in there pretty you, liberal you, with them too yeah it's, it's it, nice to always see kind of a safe spot on fire if you will
3: agreed but there will be those sections where there are eight guys on a long mm-hmm. bridge or whatever and you in you have to do it flawlessly or you know at least better than i was doing it and i would be annoyed with it to where it was like okay cool like i don't feel like I need to use the rest of the combos uh, to beat these guys. I know what I need to do. I'm just messing up a timing or doing something like that. So going harder doesn't make it better for me. And then also playing it on medium, I'm not inspired to keep going and doing it this way. And so there was at the very, very end, like I was like done where I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And so like the final chapter and a half, I was playing yesterday uh, during my block of time. And I was just like, you know what? I, normally i would just stop the game here but i'm i'm this close to the end i just went to story mode and went through and got done with it to be done with it but it would have been a game i would have put down but again to andy's point it's not bad it's just a game i wouldn't recommend to anybody i don't think it's providing the challenge in the way people want it and granted that's as i just heard not my type of game in general Andy, am i wrong about that Do you, Where was the challenge for you
2: i think i think it'll be a different strokes or different folks sort of thing where uh to bring up a very very popular title of Marvel's Avengers, Greg. Yes, finally. I Glad somebody uh, said it. I in the room. <laughs> I, I think one of the one of the bigger criticisms around launch time was like the combat is so basic. Button mashing. It's button mashing, but when I wanted to have fun and feel flashy and cool, I could. I could figure out really cool combos to feel awesome, and I I would say that like the combat in this game almost brings it down to like a two out of five for me Mm -hmm. um where like it is that unenjoyable for me i found one sort of i got to the kind of the point where greg was where it's like i found this one move that could take out anybody and i used that the whole way because i just didn't care to learn the rest of it and i would I unlocked a buttload of combos, yep. and none of them really seemed engaging enough for me to want to try it out. Um, it, uh, it, it takes a little bit getting used to where you have to hit the A button to spin around. You don't just turn the other way. You have to hit the A button to do a 180 to face the other way. Or, as you keep on playing, you can unlock sort of turnaround moves. And that, Yeah, you turn- also learn how to,
3: if you, you'll eventually learn a bl- when
2: you're blocking, right? That if you block, you'll turn to automatically block whoever's swinging at you well, the uh, the there's a move that i that you will learn along the way that um you turn around light attack, heavy attack, and then you can go for the finisher. Mm. And I did that on everybody for about sixty percent of the weight of the playthrough because i just mm. it just wasn't fun. Uh, i I had zero amounts of fun in this game, and the uh, <laughs> later on, down the line, they sprinkle in some puzzles that are just super useless, and the puzzles kind of seem like they are <laughs> there. The puzzles are,
3: are so stupid. The, Literally, the pu- you step on a thing, three different symbols light up in the world, and then you go into the thing and match those symbols.
2: This isn't like God of this War, where you look for the urns around, and you're like, oh, I got to shoot that. Oh, the, I got to do this while the timing's down to get the other one. There, There's just three symbols that pop up, um, and you have to match them. And it seems like the puzzles are there in order to break up the monotony of the combat. But if your combat's good and shouldn't feel monotonous... Right. Same thing with the environmental kills, where you'll walk in and there'll be
3: like ways of like, okay, cool, you walk in and there's this giant thing of logs and if you cut it down, it'll crush all the guys or drop an elevator kind of thing. But none of this is, hey, did you get them into the right place or lure them into the right place? They start in the right place. Did you come in the right way? To And if not, you can t- maybe early enough double back and do it. It's just like... Uh, okay. Like, Did this you take the, the right path? Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I mean, those sections I kind of appreciated because that I uh, to me that's an extra level of effort, and I'm not saying that the combat designers didn't try. Like, I'm not I trying to so. say it's an effort thing. I think I really just think it's like they this game got put out the same year as Sifu, another independent yeah. title, and Sifu doesn't need to break up its combat with little kind of puzzle-y things to kind of give you a respite from the combat. Like when you're playing Spider-Man and you have your Miles Morales sneaking stuff or your Mary Jane sneaking stuff. Like, this game doesn't need to do that. Uh, Sifu didn't need to do that because I think the combat was that damn good. And in this game, it just... It feels like it's there to uh, have, like, an intermission from the yeah, combat. Like and varieties. it really just doesn't feel like it serves any purpose other than to... Well, we can't just have you doing the same shit all over the time, you know. All, you know, every room is five more dudes that you got to take on, and then the next room is five more dudes and six more dudes. Blessing. How long is the game? About seven hours. I believe it in about seven and a half hours.
1: Did it feel like it overstayed its welcome? Because, like, as I'm watching, as I, as Bear is pulling up gameplay, like in the way that you're, you're talking about combat not feeling that satisfying, it seems like the thing that the game really has going for it is the art. And in watching the art, right, it reminds me a little bit of a game like Inside, where Inside did have mm-hmm. the content to back it up, right? Like, those te- those puzzles are 10 out of 10. But even if it didn't have that, it still had the world and the environment and the atmosphere and, like, stuff that you can interpret, right? A story that was there. And for me, after playing Inside for about two to three hours and beating it in that time, I was like, oh, man, I got so much out of this. Uh, for you, like, after the seven hours, like, how done were you? And was there anything, like, outside of the combat in terms of, like, story, atmosphere itself that you took away from it that felt like it was worth it
2: i didn't take much from this game at all blessing i Mm -hmm. think the story is um another kind of revenge tale um family member things happen bad shit happens (laughs) you got to go get your revenge and um there are that there's like an interesting kind of twist that i won't spoil here but it I don't know it didn't really add any it, extra level of special uh, uh, like a special feeling for me to go oh wow this yeah. game's going there it's just kind of another element of of story and even, that yeah. and that is where i
3: thought mostly with that twist andy's where it overstayed its welcome like it's like a weird thing to toss in this twist that they do and then have you stay there as long as you do because i think it actually is a detriment to them them trying to tell a story which again i don't think they effectively do it's revenge like andy pointed out there's one point in there where well i guess two points technically but one final point right where you make a choice as to like just declaring what your uh reason for fighting is kind of thing and there's trophies tied to each one of them but i don't imagine that it drastically changes anything it's i assume lines of dialogue based on how my game did. and then of course the end cutscene you get uh but yeah it's the story's all super su- surface level i never felt super connected to the characters i think you know it's another one where you're playing through this and for uh, for combat i'm not even trying to comp- compare visuals or whatever but in terms of combat you, you know you can't help but think of especially just the sword combat ghost of tsushima right but especially story and I mean, yes, that's a triple A game. Yes, that's a Sony exclusive. Comparing it to an independent game might be a bit uh, uh, unfair, but I just mean in the way characters hit and relationships hit, where that just didn't happen here. And yeah. I'm, I'm with Andy. Of like, I think the reason I think this is a, it's a fine, it's an okay game, is that you know people are going to play it and they might enjoy it or they might not or whatever. But I just think it's going to be one that at the end of the year you won't think of this game. Like it's one of those games where you're not going to have really great uh, positive or negative thoughts about it you play it you experience it you move on but i don't think we're going to sit here
0: and be a talk about how it did this really well or this really wrong later on tim your hand went up yeah I, I have two questions kind of in the the same vein of this one of them being uh obviously it seems like the visuals of the game are the thing that are really kind of pushing this to that three level above like a two like the mm-hmm. difference between it being bad uh or okay do you think that uh the visuals alone are varied enough and kind of keep your interest through that seven hours that like makes that a defining thing. And then the second part of the question is, what are the other things that bring it to a three as opposed to a two?
2: I mean, I really just I think it is the the visuals and the production value and sort of like that presentation because it's not always like that's not only the same camera angle you're always seeing. Um, as you journey through this game, you're going to see a lot different settings than you may have expected. And it's all—it's still black and white. Like, nothing crazy there happens. But there's just a lot of cool things happening environmentally. A lot of cool stuff happening with the camera. They play with a lot of stuff happening in the foreground that's really dope as hell. Um, there's a sequence early on where you're just kind of running through a village and you are trying to go, like, see what's happening. There's danger out in the distance. And in the foreground, you see, like, a very, very blurred out a couple of people like kind of peeking over really scared of mm-hmm. of something that's kind of they're scared of this danger out there and they just play with depth of field and um and foreground and background stuff in a really cool clever way and that's the stuff that I really appreciate cuz that's like I feel like if anything if you are super into uh if you're just into art in games this is like I think a must play um and you may be able to completely forgive the gameplay sins that i think it has or you may not necessarily care a whole lot about the combat and maybe you just if you're not like me and you haven't played seafood this year and you didn't play Sekiro last year and you haven't seen what like this is what a parry should feel like yeah. and this is what a we'll a, see cr- a correct dodge should feel like let me stop you there right because that's the thing
3: right is i still haven't played seafood it's on my backlog thing and they just put out the new difficulty patches and all the stuff i've been waiting for but Even listening, right? I think if you're this far into a games cast, you listen to you guys talk about Sifu, right? You know what Sifu did, right? And even me, not having played Sifu, just seeing demos, seeing you guys do the four-player thing and listen to the review, I was like, man, this is trying to do what Sifu does, but it doesn't. Like, this doesn't feel good that way. And that's my thing, Tim, where, you know, you're – and I I appreciate the red team on this, right, of the double check, discount double-check on what we're doing, of coming through and being like, well, what makes it a three rather than a two? For me, what makes it a three rather than a two is that it's not bad. Like, I know this is all Eye of the Beholder shit, and that's what I love about our review scale, but for me, nothing in this game would I look at and go, man, it's bad. Like, I gave uh, Martha is Dead a a two out of five. I was like, that game is bad. Like, I do not like that. That that game has a whole bunch of, this crashes, that doesn't make sense what you're doing gameplay-wise. Here, it all makes sense. I just don't think it's necessarily fun all the way through. And I think to Blessing's question earlier on, right? Like, if this game was hair down to two or three hours if it was it didn't overstay its welcome it didn't become oh here comes that one guy that i got to do this certain move to to get through this certain thing to or even if you know if andy learned the combo that's like the unblockable finisher right if he didn't do that for 60 percent of seven hours maybe you would have been fine and being a different thing i think that there's stuff here too. like and i do wonder again uh, you know it's the games cast and you're a kind of funny best friend if you're listening this far into it right like you know that i'm just not the I want to slam my head into the wall over and over again, challenge guy. If you are, maybe that last dif- that difficulty you unlock after beating it, the one-hit-kill thing really does speak to you, where you need to be flawless. Like, that's not why I like to play games, though. So it's right. like, for me, like, this was a stretch, in the same way I haven't played Sifu, right? Like, this one I, I totally came into because I love the style, because I loved, uh, you know, the samurai game that was Ghost of Tsushima, which has opened me up to reading different stuff and watching different stuff. Like, I was interested because of that, and I just don't think it had that experience the way I wanted it
1: my question is then who would you say this game is for because like as i'm like looking around the table right like i see andy is like the dude who loves the dodges and the parries and it seems like this game is that kind of game it's not living up to that standard right like i see greg is somebody who loves like narrative and world building and indie games and different stuff right And like it seems like it's not living up to that standard and even for me seeing this game at presentations i was like damn i love ghost of tsushima oh man this looks like a side-scrolling ghost of tsushima and i want dope combat like i want You know, grueling punishing combat, and I want to like live in a world that has this cool art style. And as you guys are selling it right now, like it seems like something that I'm probably going to skip. Like, I've not touched it uh, so far, having the code. uh, And like right now, I don't think I'm going to touch it. Like, who do you think, if if there's somebody listening in our audience, right, like that might have interest in it, do you think it's going to hit for a specific type of person if they're looking for a specific type of game?
2: There might be some people out there who just maybe don't have who aren't such sticklers for combat, and maybe they want to play it on easy anyway. Because in that sense, I feel like it could be a bit of a longer version like the uh, of the Artful Escape. Tim mm. loves the Artful Escape. He mentioned it's pretty much gameplay minimal, right? Like, there's not a whole lot to do gameplay-wise. It's more of an experience. This game isn't necessarily that. It's, But it is, if you do play it on novice difficulty, it'll probably be around six-ish hours. And it's gorgeous as hell. And you're going to see all sorts of awesome scenery with really creative things that they're doing visually. And I think it could hit that level. And it's 20 bucks. And it's on Game Pass. Game Pass, yeah. That's so the thing about it, that's right? massive. Like, that's yeah. where it, it, it could get a, a decent amount of an audience. Um, I, yeah, I'm not trying to. I, I know a lot of people got uh, kind of angry at Tam during his Sifu review because all of it was like, this isn't like Sekiro. Therefore, it is not good. And to me, it's like, well, this isn't just like, this isn't very fun to play at all for me. So therefore, I don't think it's like a very good game. Um, yeah, I
3: mean, back to, you know, where I started, right? Like for me being, a, it's okay. It's fine. It's a game I wouldn't recommend to anybody. And I think that there can exist a game that's fine and not bad that I would say that about. Where I do think it just misses the mark for what it is. The best I could do is if you are that person who wants to have the flawless grueling I need to be perfect then yeah I mean Ronin's the difficulty that's hard and then again they unlock the Kensei one when you beat it so like you could try it on game pass you could go in on Ronin and really have to learn those moves really have to r- learn the right combos and stuff that's a turn off for me so I can't speak to if that actually is the gamer I know that's honestly more of Andy and the fact I'll... that Andy didn't deal with it or want it
2: like I don't know man I think it's kind of easy to tell how I'm feeling with a game when when I sort of gauge how quickly I'm getting angry with it, where there's some challenging parts towards the end of this game on like the normal difficulty for sure. And, (laughs) and if it were Sifu or any other sort of challenging game where you have a parry and you're fighting and hacking and slashing or whatever around attempt 15, I'm going, fuck God damn it. Around attempt three, I'm like, fuck this game, dude. (laughs) Like I'm not (laughs) having fun right now, you know? And like, the the when you hit that level of frustration that quickly, it just kind of told me how quickly I wanted the game to be over. You know,
1: yeah, that, same that thing for me, right? Like, little... like
3: even like if I'm enjoying a game and I get to a section that is like, okay, cool, I have to try, I have to be perfect, I have to do that. Like that's I'll do that. I will sit there. I will have fun with that. You know, we're gonna talk about Rogue Legacy in a second, right? Which oh, yeah. I adore. I adore it on PSP. And I'm spoilers. Uh, or I'm sorry, on Vita. It was in spoilers. I'm enjoying it now on Xbox. The Rogue Legacy two, and those are Honestly. the things that when i die or when i'm sorry what was it
1: not on steam you're not enjoying no it? not on steam back i don't have a steam deck oh, yet man. Like, no, oh, no. Damn. yeah damn. No. i
3: don't know damn. i don't know how much earlier you pre-ordered huh. yours than mine but like it seems like it's ages. but we'll get back to that later. looks like game oh, Newell got my email then so. Sure so, 50. <laughs> 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 anyways though uh i even like if a game difficulty spikes in the game that i'm enjoying i will sit there and i will take it and i will like yeah let's get through it but i'm in the same way right where i was like i'm just i there were multiple like most of my nights of the game stop with like, I'm kind of annoyed with this. I, I wanna play something. I wanna get some Same. WWE and I wanna do something else and whatever. And then I'd come back to it until yeah, yesterday where I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so let's turn it down and go. If but if playing it, it on easy difficulty, game. then it's just brain dead. Cause it is like I don't have to worry about anything.
2: If it were any other game, there were two moments where I would have just kept on playing because I'm having fun and I like the challenge. And there were Two moments where I was like, "I'm done for the night. I-, I don't need to do this anymore. It's not even that hard. I'm just like not having fun with this, you know."
1: Yeah, I reminds me of like the difference between like you know playing Elden Ring versus when I played or when we played, Um, Kena: Bridge of Spirits uh, back in the fall. Was it this fall? Or the fall before times of last. It was, was last fall. Yeah. Was it last fall? It feels so much longer. But like playing that game, I remember getting to one of the final boss fights and getting to attempt number ten and the being endurance like endurance match yeah and being like how in the world have i not like finished this and being frustrated but like i was enjoying it by try five right i was enjoying it by by, by try eight and that's to the credit of i think the combat in canada is great not amazing whereas like playing Elder Ring, i think the combat is amazing and so finding millennia and getting to try number 20 i am like still in it right i'm fully invested i'm fully yeah. going and that's the stark contrast to other games where i might get to, to try number two or three where i'm like Ah shit. Okay, no. I'll I'm try tomorrow.
2: I'll I'd try. i watch tomorrow. TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim, you were uh, gonna ask something.
0: Yeah. Just uh, so what I was saying is like it just kind of felt wrong to me, and it kind of felt more like puppet, like controlling a puppet as opposed to controlling a, a person. And uh, you bringing up the the isometric cameras that we see a lot um, in in some of it, in the more Resident Evil style tank controls that we know from that. So that's a, a an apt comparison to make. Where I've never played a game that has this much two D traversal that feels like it has a 2d version of resident evil tank controls which just doesn't quite feel right and it until you wrap your head around how it's supposed to play and move it just never feels right did the game seven hours in ever hit a point for you where you're like okay i i feel good about how this feels uh traversal wise traversal with the combat like all of it kind of together just like in terms of like actually Um, controlling the character
2: Yeah, I'd I'd say so. It got to a point where I just, I just got kind of used to it. But there were several moments where it's like, what plane of, what plane of movement am I on? Am I, oh, oh, I can't go that far. I'm rocking the wrong direction. I'm too far back there. I need to be closer here so that I could walk on this platform that I, I guess my character was just kind of wasn't. It was colliding with a certain uh, polygon or whatever. Um, It does eventually feel right and. I had mentioned in the the gameplay preview that I did for it, uh, which will be available on twi- uh, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. It, it'll Whoa. be up in a couple of hours. But if you're listening to this a couple hours from now, it's up now. In that case, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this in 2024, last year, um, it's still there, or TV two TV years ago, ago. <laughs> um, fuck. Rest in um, peace, Nick Carfina. <laughs> I mentioned that the, the animation of the dude reminds me of that game, that PC game Quap qwop yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah where you kind of like it. try to make the dude walk with your buttons and it's really like initially like just the way my character was kind of moving it felt yeah like tim was mentioning puppet like and then when you get a parry the the there's like a slow down animation that just never ever once fell right there, There's there's quap
0: <laughs> There's quap.
3: see real um, quick while you're looking at quap one of the, my first and i don't think you're wrong at all like there is a unique animation style to it and what it struck me as was like oh and this isn't an insult it, depending i guess how you take it but oh this reminds me of a lot of things i've played in dreams
2: like both the visuals oh, and the way that yeah. you
3: animated. it i was like this feels like a dream like a dreams creation in
2: a lot of ways which isn't a bad thing it's just what it reminded me of um yeah and then so the 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 parry just the parry mechanic never quite felt right it just, all it, the slowdown feels odd, and I feel like maybe parrying was a bit too easy at times. I don't know. It just never felt satisfying to hit a parry. It just felt like there was not a whole lot of reward to it other than just slashing down the guy. Like, the, the reward was just getting through this wave of people instead of like, wow, I'm getting better at this combat. Mm-hmm. Um, the role I never really used because I feel like it wasn't, super responsive either so i just would tank hits and luckily the game is pretty uh rewarding in terms of getting health back whenever you would get a successful parry and hit you would get a little health a uh, little tick back and you get um, I, I don't know how if it was for you andy one of the things
3: i would like i did like about it was the exploration was like going in and being like oh wait Does it want me to go right? Then I should go left. Or there's light over there, so let's go to the darkness. And it would be... I would find lots of collectibles that, whatever that you had to go into a different menu to look at. But there were... My health bar was super far out. My stamina was super far out. So... yeah, And again, this is playing on medium. So even me, somebody who's not good at the, you know, parrying and the dodging and all that jazz, I felt like I was in the fights lots
2: of times and it wasn't, like, grueling on that level. And I did appreciate that it wasn't anything crazy exploration-wise. I I feel like maybe some people might take that as a knock that you are really just kind of going off the beaten path. It's just here's the main thing. Oh, but I could walk right here. And then there is a different camera angle and you see there's a couple of items for ammo because you pick up different projectile weapons. You have like a bow and arrow, you have your uh, kunai sort of um, little you know what I mean? The little throwing. fucking the thing,
3: yeah, like the yeah. like I I don't have the name in front of me, but basically the like the spear tip that's on the end of like uh, the scorpion. chain for scorpion,
2: the kunai. Yeah, no, I, I believe it's kunai. You got a, you got
3: a gun. Mm-hmm. You got a weird shotgun too.
2: Um, so y- you end up kind of finding little items here and there, and I again I do in, I did enjoy that bit of exploration, Greg. I think that those little moments were cool, especially seeing the area from a different angle. That's for sure. kind of that was almost worth the reward of going the extra way. Cause you get to see a cool different, uh, perspective, um, camera perspective. Um, before you get to your, your final thoughts on Trek to Yomi,
0: let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. You can get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. C-H-I-M-E slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, N-A, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on shout out to Babel for sponsoring this episode for most of us learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers definitely not me i took spanish didn't do well in it the first time did okay the second time you know what We'll move on. Now, thanks to Babbel language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller has been learning French little by little, and now when he goes back home to, to Canada to see Jen's family, he'll be able to communicate better. Isn't that a lovely situation? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language language on the go. Plus, Babel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash funny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. One more time, babbel.com slash kindoffunny shout out to expressvpn for sponsoring this episode using the internet without expressvpn is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash most of the time you'll probably be fine but what if one day your dog runs away or gets dog napped it's better to be careful especially when it's as simple as using expressvpn we've been using expressvpn here at kind of funny for years now me personally i've been using it and i know that my internet browsing is secure just gives me that peace of mind that i need every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes hotels airports your online data is not secure, but ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't, and it's great. I use it on my desktop. I use it on my phone. I use it everywhere that I use the internet. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N. VPN.com slash kind of funny. Back to you, Andy.
2: I, I, don't, I, I don't really know where I was going, honestly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what are your just final talking, thoughts
2: on Direct to Yomi? Just Andy? talking to talk, you know. <laughs> just, just talking on a just podcast. Just go until
3: Tim says the show's over. <laughs>
2: uh, final thoughts. Um, yeah, this is not a must play by any means. It's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, download it and see how it looks on a TV because that might be a cool experience. Um, again, oh, the game is. Oh, it is
0: the OLED. It, dude, this game, the, oh. the blacks, man, they say perfect like it is. It's perfect. beautiful. I played it a little bit on on my TV, and I also played it on my ultra wide. And I, I do want to give the game a shout out for its tech options. Like there's a ton of stuff in the back end that you can turn on or change the levels
2: of, and it looks great either on in ultra wide or in OLED. Yeah, I need, I need to check it out on console then because uh, I, I I played on PC. So I will definitely give that a shot, because, yeah, the game is, like, one of the prettiest, best-presented uh, art-directed games I've played in a long time, and it's, like, up there with the Sifus, in my opinion, uh, especially with how, I'd say, diverse the environments get. I thought it was, I thought I knew what I was getting environment-wise, I th- I thought I knew what I was getting into, rather, and it kind of takes you for some twists and turns that are really cool to experience and look at but other than that i would say this is a a, a miss for me hmm. greg any final thoughts
3: i mean yeah i echo everything andy said and i like that there's two perspectives on it from different uh, pe- people who play different kinds of games right that for me it's it's you know just one of those middle of the road mediocre games it's fine you i yeah i do think that if you have game pass and you want to just look at it and try it out obviously no harm in it i'm sure people will find fun with it but i'm with andy of like it's just not something i would recommend and i don't think it's a must play like i don't think there's gonna be a lot of conversations about this going forward with so many other amazing games happening this year
2: and i realize i'm probably way harder on it but i think that is because it's like again this devolver game with this gorgeous (laughs) art direction and i feel like that comes with some sort of expectation oh man it, it came just, with yeah. hype right like everything yeah. we saw
3: the reason we're you know i played it and the reason tim got it and the reason blessing was into it is because the hype looked great like it looked like oh this is going to be a great game and so this like, is the end of the bar. year
2: game of the year sort 100
3: of, uh, you yeah, could yeah, easily yeah. see that where
1: that would like, happen right like when i think of the devolver indie games that i've i've fallen for in the last like few years right like i think of ape out i think of katana zero like the list goes on like you know hotline miami like a decade ago i feel i feel like very much set the tone Death's for death store yeah, Death Door, like, we, when Devolver is on the box, or I guess, like, just on the publisher page, uh, that comes with a certain expectation of, oh, this game is going to be rocking. Like, this game is going to be hype, is going to have the energy, is going to have maybe a unique art style, and the gameplay is going to back it up. Uh, and so, like, I feel like, I, I feel like your expectations aren't, like, out of whack in terms of wanting this thing to deliver when it's coming from a pub that has delivered uh, traditionally.
0: Well, Blessing, you've been playing Rogue Legacy 2. I have been. Not quite as much as Greg. But I want to know from your perspective, is it delivering?
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna surpass Greg. Trust me. I got the Steam Deck, so I can play this. Everybody game. who gets a
0: Steam Deck gets the
3: Steam Deck, and then just takes photos of loading screens, game main menus on their Steam Deck. Play something with it. They gave it. You have I got it. Yeah, I just God got it yesterday. God what do you want gave you from this me? to play games, Paris really, Lily, not to take fucking beauty shots.
1: I've literally had it for 25 it hours. Of the, of the, 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 the Instagram guy, Greg Miller, you know.
3: Yeah. First of all, who Greg Miller is multi-talented Instagram. Barrett. You know what I mean? You and me, Three multi-talented. Andy, one-trick pony. <laughs>
1: Wow. Also it's also Why great for pictures. Why
0: you think you ever do it? <laughs> where
1: does <that> come from? <laughs> uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is dope as hell. Like I am like Greg where I played Rogue Legacy back in the day and absolutely adored it. If you're somehow if you somehow don't know what Rogue Legacy is, it is a roguelite, right? And like it is, you know, like Dead cells, it is like pretty much any other traditional roguelite you play where it is 2d action you are dungeon crawling through a castle and through other environments it starts off in a castle and then like it grows into outdoors and other places um and you're playing until you die and you lose virtually all your progress even though some things carry over um there's like very light progression and so as you're going through the dungeon you're collecting coins you then die and then you spend coins on upgrades which might be a different class might be better health might be more attack damage might be abilities might be an assortment of things. And Rogue Legacy 2 has an assortment of things, especially compared to Rogue Legacy 1, where, you know, Rogue Legacy 1, you had the castle that you were building. That would then get you more abilities and more upgrades and unlockables. And then once you exit the castle, you had, like, two different people you can can talk to that would give you, like, runes or would give you other things. Um, Rogue Legacy 2, from the get-go, I'm only about two hours in, but I am overwhelmed with the amount of things that I can spend coins on. And from the get-go, I am, like, very excited for... Making progression and figuring out how I want to build um, my character and and build toward progression because it is you know they have the castle thing again so I can build the castle to get all these different unlockables and care in classes and all these things and then also I can buy runes I can buy uh, gear I can buy like a whole bunch of shit it feels like and they are front loading a lot of the things that I think while playing Rogue Legacy one you've probably grown accustomed to. One of my first questions when I booted up the game was, all right, where is my air dodge? Like I need an air dodge. I need to be able to like, you know, be be limber as possible and Duh. like within the within Perfectly the first Perfectly
2: good question to ask, blessing. You. Yeah, like I <laughs> mean, especially
1: for Rogue Legacy, it was the most obvious question. And within the first hour, that's like the first unlockable that you find, it is the air dodge, and I was like, thank god. Um and so they front load a, a lot of that stuff to kind of get you into the game quicker, and then what I'm met with now is just a lot of stuff that feels Way fresh, way more new, and way more exciting than I even thought this game was going to be. Because, like, seeing the trailers coming off of Rogue Legacy 1, I thought this was just going to be purely more Rogue Legacy. Um, From the debut trailer, I was like, oh, this looks just like the Rogue Legacy. I'm down to play more of that. I'm sure it'll be more content, but I didn't expect much. Uh, From the get-go, the game has, like, a brand new art style. Like, it still looks similar, but it is, like, more polished. It is more animation-like. It reminds me, not in a bad way, because I feel like we make this comparison a lot in the bad way, but, like, it reminds me of, like, the Newgrounds flashy, like, this is cartoony, but very polished and very clean in a way that reminds me of a Flash game, but I do think the actual art style and direction backs up, backs that up. Um, And, like, once you get lost in it, you really do get lost in it, where it is, like, you are discovering new enemies. You're exploring the castle. And it, for me, every single round I've gone through, which has been like, I want to say I've done like 11 or 12 runs where I've gone through and I've died. Um, with every run, I feel like I am discovering something new and hyped and exciting in terms of either a new room or a new type of room where it is choose which which upgrade you want kind of thing or finding a new ability or getting further than I was before. Like, that loop is still there that I think was there in the, in the original game. But here, I feel like it's even more. Like, I feel like there's so much different stuff to discover and i'm having a an absolute blast with it like greg you're probably a few more hours in than i am are you feeling the same thing
3: oh my god like yeah i i'm more hours in than you but like not by a, a, a you know a wide margin and holy shit as somebody who like like if you remember the stories like Rogue Legacy on Vita for me was such a special game, such an important game. and really was my first roguelike game, right? Where I like fell in love with one of those. And honestly, it ruined so many roguelikes that would come after it because it was the fact that I thought Rogue Legacy did such a great job of You were were, you were rewarded for every run you did, and you had objectives in terms of before you go in. You you know you see your what you can spend your gold on, and so you know, man, I really want that power up. I need to make this is how I played at least. I need to get that much gold, and I'll come back and buy it or whatever. And so that is something I've thought is for me personally sorely lacking. A lot of the ones that have been popular since then, and they haven't hit the same way. So getting into Rogue Legacy two yeah it's the same idea of you go through and you have the gold i think yeah the upgrade tree is expanding way quicker i feel like everything's happening faster this time around whereas rogue and i I have not played rogue legacy since i played rogue legacy on vita and beat it there so this is you know rose tinted glasses and i'm not this may not be the most accurate scientific comparison but in this one i feel like i'm becoming stronger faster i remember rogue legacy one really being i'm gonna get my i got my teeth kicked in for a lot of hours before i turned a corner and felt like i was making real damage uh now i'm feeling that faster i'm way more into the new classes i'm unlocking i thought yeah. in rogue legacy i really stuck with being a knight that was what i did and so in rogue legacy two i was doing that uh from the jump here but i unlocked mage and i'm playing through mage and i really like uh the range combat that they've got the spells they're able to cast there um what is it, the not barbarian uh the uh, valkyrie i didn't think i would like valkyrie i really like valkyrie of course uh she's got way more range on her uh, staff than other people you're able to get in there and so as you keep going through you keep unlocking these different uh classes which you get to purchase and see i'm fascinated right as i look right here like you know the assassins at level 36 i'm level 30 right now like i'm anxious to get up there and see what that's all about because The other classes have been so rewarding and fulfilling. In Rogue Legacy One, there were classes, right? That I, because the way it works, right? It's your legacy. You play, you die. You then get to pick from three of your heirs, if your bloodlines, and so those are randomly pulled from the classes you've unlocked. Uh, and then, of course, the big thing is that they have different traits for them, and that can be, you know, color blindness and all the different things you've seen before this time around. Like the a blessing I, I t- tweeted about IBS, where you yeah. fart randomly—that's in there. Uh, so I had the, the one where the you, you're a Puritan, where you don't you, all enemies are pixelated because you think they're uh, like pornographic or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you pick who you want, and you pick from the classes that are available. You don't get to choose like it's like three random classes of people are there with their own randomly generated traits uh randomly generated spells and stuff like that and in rogue legacy one there were definitely time i was like i only want to be knight so something would pop up no knight all right i'm just gonna do a, a gold run like this is just to get gold i'm not trying to actually advance and see if i can beat it so far granted early i am Everybody I've got, I've got a fighting chance with. I feel like okay, cool. There's something here, and I like this ability. I like that. Part of that comes down to again the skill tree. I think opening up way quicker, and like I'm, you know, putting uh, gold into leveling up my health. I'm putting it into uh, my ability to carry more. Uh, Having you know the uh, blacksmith out there who's giving you know right now. I'm working on my entire leather armor set that then gives me more health. Obviously, takes off a few other things, but then also adds to the weight of the character. Like as usual, like to blessing point. There's so much going on in this game but i think as was rogue legacy 1 with rogue legacy 2 you just get in and you know you're not going to beat it in the first x amount of hours so it is about just running through having fun learning the enemy learning the thing you know like there there are these uh i want to say new but again i just don't remember before but like the challenges where you flip a switch now and it is all right Hit all the targets in this room in the amount of time, but don't jump or beat every you know, defeat every enemy in
1: this room. We had those in the original game, but I think this time around they feel a little bit more thought out and interesting. (laughs) And like I have not gotten one of
3: them done yet. You know what I mean? Like I I fuck something up and I'm like, damn, or the, you know when there's a treasure chest at the top of the room yes. and there's the one hit things where you have to use your downward your down, your, um, uh, for me, uh, L one attack, right. That gives you like a downward swipe that you can bounce off of. And you have to do it the exact right way to get up there. Like I finally I got one of those after like, fucking up three of them. And I was like, ah, cause you, know, you do it enough. And you come into that room. You're like, okay, cool. Don't, use them all up you do it this way and get up there and do that thing yeah. it just it, feels it, fucking great
1: it, it does like the excellent roguelite thing where you're getting better every single run and it's not purely just the upgrades like you are learning yeah. the rooms and figuring out times. like okay cool there's going to be these recurring rooms they're going to be there's going to be that room that has the treasure chest all the way up and next time i enter i got to remember not to immediately hit the lanterns because i'm trained to hit every single thing so yeah. i can get the <laughs> coins uh Andy, you have your hand up
2: I I heard that those rooms are easier Greg on a Steam Deck. They are. Uh, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, that's what I yeah, figured. Yeah, I've heard that's they what they I for hearing. sure. Again, um, I, I'm playing on a my if, if we
3: can drop the joke for 1 second. I can't get over how gorgeous the game is. Again, as somebody who only pro- played Rogue Legacy on his Vita, to have Rogue Legacy 2, which obviously is going to look better, you know, this many years later, but to have it on a giant TV and be watching it, it's just gorgeous. It's a piece for the eyes. But it probably is easier on the Steam Deck, you know, because you have a bigger screen than when on I'm yeah. remote playing. This is ergonomically, it, it just yeah. feels good. Feels that, good I don't don't bl- that I don't believe for a fucking second, but I'm excited to hear you talk After about After holding my Switch for, for the longest
1: time, feeling holding the Steam Deck feels like holding, like, an actual piece of technology. No offense well, to the Switch, but...
2: When, when Greg like, asked, can we drop the joke, I was going to say, no, we can't. We cannot. <laughs> like, <ours laughs> Just for a second. Now it's back on. Now it's back um, on. I, I feel fast. like I feel like the closest analog, and I've always mentioned this on a lot of other game we've done, but like I feel like Hades is kind of the big roguelite that hit that yeah. a lot of mass audience sort of dove into and it kind of became a lot of people's first roguelites what would you say it does better, similarly, worse than Hades?
1: I think the difference between Rogue Legacy and Hades, and the reason why Rogue Legacy probably won't hit, hit as much as Hades did, is because Hades had the characters and the story and the mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah, Reg- Rogue Legacy does not have any of the horniness that ah, Hades dang. had. No but worries. I think but it has farts. <laughs> it has farts, and it has it has humor, right? And it has the system. Because the Borderlands like, crowd. Yeah, the, border- the borderless crowd is gonna love that, but also like it has the charm, right? Like it doesn't take itself too seriously whatsoever. You know, Greg met- or I- Greg mentioned that I got the IBS in the game, which is like the random farts. I have also gotten like you know I got a character who's nostalgic, which basically meant that. Uh, I was playing my game in, like, a sepia tone kind of thing with, like, old-timey... Um, oh, no, that's uh, cute. Yeah, old, an old-timey filter it. too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the first one I got, and I was like, oh, I hate this because I'm going through this game for the first time. It's it's like there's like, enough <laughs> obscuring, like, the visuals that I needed to actually play the game well. Um, but then also, like, I got... Um, oh, I forget what the actual trait was called, but it's basically, like, my character is the star of the show. Um, oh, I... Damn, I had like a head on the tip of my brain, but I don't have it. Um, but basically what that trait did was give me a spotlight. And everything everything in the game is darkened except for that spotlight. So it is like I'm walking into the rooms and I can't see shit. But then every now and then when I would get a kill, roses would get, would get thrown onto the stage kind of thing. Like, you know, the game <laughs> has so much It's so funny, stuff dude, like It's that. so
3: brilliant what they do. Yeah, I, I have clumsy, right, where it's like anything I touch immediately breaks. Like there's like that kind of stuff uh, that, you know, I love that one of the traits for your characters, right, is pacifist where you do no damage, you just have a sign with the peace symbol on it that you run around and bash. And usually they have like 250% up on gold or whatever. I think, and you Blessing, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like for me with this compared to Hades, like this is the more, Hades I felt like when i play it and die early, it would be like, oh man, I didn't really make any progress. I didn't get something done there. I felt like, whereas this one again, like, all right cool it's a new class i'm just gonna run around fuck around i die right away it's no big deal like i feel like this is so quick because it is n- there is no story to it it is just like cool new air let's go okay died let's get in there okay Style, I, like, really long run. kind of yeah exactly yeah. right where this is the more for me the more immediate thing which again is why i know it's on steam deck i know it's on a remote play but it's like why i feel like it is it lends itself so well to those mobile like experiences because it is you can if you put in 5 minutes with it you're going to have a good time and you're going to learn something new and get something done or if you can put in you know an hour and a half of it you're going to you know get even further and have more happen
1: yeah, and I think the game does a really good job. Of, you mentioned while talking about trek to Yomi, you don't really feel like you have a carrot on the stick. This game, at all points, at all at all That's times, good. you feel like you have ten different carrots on a stick that you want to work towards. Carrots like everywhere. right now, there's carrots everywhere, right? I feel like I'm just like, like I'm the best horse right now, right? I'm just I have all my carrots. Uh, but like, i there's there's a, a trait that I was trying to get that was uh, my character is I think it's my character is A B positive, which means that once I get kills, I then get a little bit of health back um, because I'm basically like a bloodsucker kind of thing. Um, that would that cost me eight hundred coins, and for the first. Like hours. That was that was the thing that I was fighting for. But as I was fighting for it, oftentimes I'll die before getting to 800 coins, which meant that cool. I'm gonna take all these coins. I'm gonna focus them in mm-hmm. on health and other things. Like you never feel like you've wasted your time. I think that's like that's a huge Great. thing that that uh, makes the gameplay loop keep going. But then also at all times, it is cool. I want that AP positive thing. I also want to unlock this new class. I also want to increase my damage because I need to be doing more damage. I also want to increase my health. Like you have so many different things to work for work toward at any given time. And I think where Hades kind of leans into being like – Narrative and after any run, you then talk to the people that are back at the home base, and you are building relationships, and maybe you're romancing, and maybe you're doing all these things and you're building this narrative. Rogue Legacy is purely about the systems and you know, partly about the goofs, but it is like cool, how do I do more damage? What are the other classes I can get? Like, and it, I I think the carrot on the stick is so magnificent. I think the better comparison for for Rogue Legacy would be Dead Cells, though, because I think those are way more closer in terms of genre because it is 2D action, both of them take big influence from Castlevania right like they're trying to be that game um and i think with that right like dead cells i still think is in terms of like you know art style and presentation dead cells is still my favorite in terms of that but like i think the gameplay loop in Rogue Rogue c2 is just so addicting and so fun and it's punishing as well but it rewards you so much with how much you learn every single run because it is you are learning the rooms. You are learning how to use your abilities. Rogue Legacy Two, this time around, has a few more mechanical changes. Where it is, um, Greg mentioned like the down hit, um, where you can kind of get some um, some air by doing like by pressing the the left bumper or the right bumper, and that'll give you like a boost so you can climb things that way. There's also uh, to unlock these big new abilities that the game didn't really have before in Rogue Legacy One. It's Metroidvania like where the dash I was talking about before, the air dash, you unlock that by getting to a room. Uh, where like metroid actually there's like a big statue that's like offering you a thing and you talk so, to that statue and, it, and they're like cool you're gonna do a challenge and the challenge is basically like a celeste speed run where it's okay here's the ability that we, we want to give you you're now p- transported to the to the twilight zone and it's like celeste kind of music and then like even the filter that they put over the thing feels like celeste and you're going through these quick like platforming challenges to unlock the move stuff like that i feel like really makes the game stand out from the first game and actually makes it feel like something that's taking it a step above um and that's the stuff that has me in right now like i want to continue to do the metroidvania style unlocking the new abilities so i can get to the new areas i want to continue to upgrade my character level up uh upgrade the castle get all the abilities like the car- the the carrots on all the different sticks are really strong right now and that's what's keeping me going yeah it's, it's, carrots, it's,
3: it's, it's it, no these are real carrots these are, are big ass weird ass yeah. why would anybody put those in the cell Those get dipped in hummus and you was get sold now you but no it's the idea that like yeah like blessing nail it out of like anything you're always being rewarded even
0: if you didn't get the rewards you want sorry tim yeah no that's great um i was gonna ask you greg but i you know it'd be silly to ask you what you think of the steam deck because you don't have 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 one one. (laughs) yeah but uh bless what are your impressions of it so far
1: I don't have many impressions, because I've honestly only played it for, like, 30 minutes. Seven. I spent, like, a lot of, and I've taken photos of it, right? Like, I got it delivered during yesterday's stream, and then, like, I had to carry through the finish of the stream, and then immediately I had shit to do. And, like, I after, fuck, after today, I got d I, like, have to find time to really hang out my Steam Deck, because I've been playing Rogue Legacy mainly on PC, because I was streaming it yesterday, and then I played 30 minutes on my Steam Deck. Uh, and so I played a bit of that, and I've also played a bit of a game called Coromon, which is a generic Pokemon game that is, like... Trying to be Pokemon for the hardcores, but that's a different story. Um,
2: it's really I, and, awesome. And what and what does that mean? <laughs>
1: if you want to, if you want to learn what that means, look up Koromon. It'll tell you on the Steam page.
2: Pokemon for the hardcores. It's
1: like trying to fix everything more that people complain about. Yeah, more focus on the combat. More focus on like the mechanics, like the IV
2: know. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Wow. and then like all.
1: I will say a quick tangent, right? Like I started up Coromon, and I was immediately like, "Oh shit!" Character customization—like I can like change all these things to my character. This is already great. But I thought you were um, gonna
2: say like you have you have like a work-life balance. <laughs> you like yeah, you're <laughs> catching monsters, but also you know you gotta do your taxes tonight. Gotta go back the- to the office. <laughs> <laughs> <You> gotta crunch <front laughs> numbers. Uh,
1: the Steam Deck is awesome. So the one I got was the second tier of Steam Deck, which I believe uh is is the $529 one. Uh, has 256 gigabytes of SSD storage um and from just holding it cuz that's really the only impressions I can give this thing feels awesome to hold so many buttons this is a nerdy ass machine that feels like it can be capable of capable of anything like once i got this delivered yesterday and i picked it up and i was messing around with it while um the guys were playing halo on stream it I all of a sudden was overcome with the feeling of getting a new console. And I did not think I would have that feeling while getting the Steam Deck. Like, it reminded me of day one, getting my Switch in the mail and getting so excited to sit down and play Breath of the Wild on it. Granted, I don't have a Breath of the Wild on this thing to play. What I am playing is Rogue Legacy 2, which is awesome. Um, But, like, it just feels great. Like, when when, when they first announced it, I remember seeing the images and making fun of like how it looked like the buttons were trying to escape from the device because like (laughs) they're like so high up and so they like look like they're about to fall off uh it actually feels so perfect actually having it in your hand like it it's like ergonomic if that makes sense like this is a thick boy like way thicker than a nintendo switch um and with that like they shaped it out so it does feel like i'm not getting like the hand cramps uh that i would holding holding my switch and i don't want to use this as like my time to just, you know, shit on the Switch, because the Switch is awesome as well. But it does feel like they've put in thought that way. Um, the screen is awesome. Like, Greg mentioned Rogue Legacy 2 being gorgeous on TV. It is gorgeous on here as well. And even Coromon, when I booted it up, I was like, damn, this is a good-looking game. And it, that game is just, like, it's GBA-style pixel art. But even with that, I was like, damn, this looks really good. Um, the, the fan is not loud but like if you're li- if you listen for it like it is noticeable like this thing is working over time to make this shit run on the device but all you've done is hold it though how do you know <laughs> oh i had it on. like i had it on like yesterday during the stream and i was fucking around with it and i was like downloading god of war and shit
2: um which, that's just... on, were, yeah his feet were getting cold at night so he'd like <laughs> he just he turned and on near automata yeah, just, and put it near his and feet turned <laughs>
1: on the steam deck um it does get hot but not in the places where you're holding it. it like gets hot in the middle center uh part of it, and like okay. you, you won't notice that unless you like actually uh, feel for it. And then and I also think similarly about the fan where that you can hear the fan, but, but most likely if you're playing on the Steam Deck, you're probably gonna be wearing headphones, or you're probably gonna be so engrossed in the game that you're probably not gonna not gonna notice. I could see it maybe in like two years, this thing is gonna sound like a seven-year-old PS4. Maybe maybe that's the case, but for now it's not that annoying.
2: Uh, Andy Cortez. Can I just say that mm-hmm. uh, Greg, this isn't me making fun of you, but I feel like we're on the precipice of getting a brand new version of Greg Miller once he gets his hand on this device like it's exciting in a way like I feel like Tiger Woods is getting a new set of golf clubs that are going to enhance like he's going to be able to play so many new games that don't release on major consoles because he just doesn't like playing on PC and they're going to be there in his hand which he loves playing handheld anyway this is, like, genuinely really exciting, I think, for us as a company. So I think we should all give us a round of applause right now. Like, all of yeah. us right here. Thank this you. This means I
1: can expense my Steam Deck, right? Uh, I mean, can I expense my Steam Deck? This shit was no. expensive. We're going to
3: be like, shelling out all this for Steam Deck. Steam Deck? Like, <laughs> it's, this is, like, it, Andy. Like, you're 100% right. If this can't, be, if this can't get me into PC gaming, like, nothing will. And I understand, I say, of course, that not every game works on it. And yet, yeah, there's a million other caveats. Yeah, I'm sorry. Plus,
1: I will say this is going to get me way more into PC gaming because, like, I'm similar to Greg. I'm not as extreme as Greg, but I am somebody who, you know, we get hit up for codes for certain games. And, like, usually PC codes are the most um, available. Just yeah, because usually, there's out. plenty
3: of, like, I forget what it was recently, but it was. Uh, I think even Yomi might have been, right? Mm-hmm. We had Steam codes. Way early, or way, or, or maybe or whatever PC codes. I forget if they're Steam or Epic, but like we had codes yeah. way before we had console.
1: Yeah, and usually my go-to is like, ah, uh, no, I'm not gonna play on, on PC. I'll wait the amount of days it'll take for me to get a PlayStation code or a Switch code, depending on the game. Like even Elden Ring, we had uh, like for PC earlier than we got console codes, and like even for that game, that was one of my most anticipated games of the year. I was like, no, nah, man, I'll wait. T- I'll wait two days so I can play on PlayStation. Now having the Steam Deck, I can't wait to play games on this thing. And to Andy's point, I, it is opening me up to new games where there's a Barrett can probably figure out the game I'm thinking of. There's a game that's like undertale that has like a similarish sort of earthbound kind of style to it. Oh. That was recently announced for switch, um, but has been on PC for a while. I feel like it starts with an O or a U. It has like a T in it. <laughs> what is, well, that? is that the one where it's like almost like a rhythm dance thing as well? No. No. Like, oh, that's the different else. one. That's no, the no, one no, Enron Khan no. loves. I'm thinking of a different one that's like really popular for like a certain sect of PC Undertale dorks. Yeah. Um, that would, that I, think I would go crazy, of crazy Deltarune about.
2: Deltarune is, is where I'm going to go. No,
1: that. no, that's a different game. That's
2: <laughs> I, I do think it. the thing I'm looking forward to most, though, and I hope that it kind of becomes more of a regular thing, is that. I feel like this whole Steam Deck approved thing uh, moniker and sort of sticker that they're putting on these games, I hope it doesn't become that hard to attain for these smaller pubs and these smaller devs because um, so far, like, yeah, you're sure, you can play Jedi Fallen Order or a game that came out three or four years ago on this device, but I really hope that we get to a point and this device becomes really popular enough to where... Devs are going to say, Yeah, we have to have a day one Steam Deck approved <laughs> because I think that'll yeah. like that. That's so exciting, blessing. If you eventually do ever pick up this RTX 3080, which by the way, it's been here for a long time, really dusty. Um, but I mean, I don't need it anymore if I'm being honest. You, I got my Steam, he's got
3: deck. a Steam Deck. I Amori mean, is the game I'm thinking
2: about, uh, about, by the way. You're in the restroom, you're cranking it, you're playing a mm-hmm. game. You get that cloud save going, and then you're like, oh, let me go. I mean, dude, that's what I did with Rogue Legacy 2 yesterday, and it felt great to close
1: the game out on my PC, immediately pick up my Steam Deck, and it was right there. And I was like, this is magical. This is exactly what I need, right? To go back to the point I was making. Yeah, applause. To go back to the point I was making earlier, right? Like, I'm going to check out this Amori game that is a game that sounds like it's going to be completely for me, but I was waiting for it to come to a, to Switch or to an actual console, right? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up, like, so, there's a list of games that I'm planning on picking up. Even Coromon, you know, Coromon, I didn't realize, wasn't on Switch, but I was, like, waiting on getting a Switch code, and then once I got my Steam Deck, I was like, oh, shit, I can just pick this up on P- on a Steam Deck and play it there, and now I'm playing it. Like, also, that's, the list is going to go on.
2: Also, right now, on the Steam Going Rogue, a festival of persistence. May 2nd through May 9th. They are highlighting Speaking Metroidvania's Souls likes, roguelikes, roguelites. And Hollow Knight is $6, dude. $6 on Steam. Get Now's your life right.
1: Boy. Now's the time. I mean, I did start it on a uh, Switch, but maybe I will I will switch because I just love, I just love holding this thing. And part of it is probably just because it's new, but I do think it's just such such a great device to have in your hands. I'm sad that oh. Greg Miller isn't able to do that. But two weeks I'm on a plane in case I I like thing. It does have paddles. Yeah. And that's the thing is I try to map Rogue Legacy 2 to some of the paddles because of the dash mechanic and also like the down hit mechanic. I couldn't actually figure out how to do it. I'm gonna take time to figure that out because it just wasn't in the regular menus. But um I I was gonna say. But yeah, I'm enjoying using this thing. <laughs> Plus, Greg I have a question for you. What's up, Greg? Can you forward me your email? That way,
3: I can make sure I, I I have it like set up to make sure I don't miss that you know like who it's coming from or whatever because you know it's this whole thing. And then my question was, what was the shipping time like? They hit you up on what a Monday or a Thursday? Those are the days they do this, right? You gave them your money out, You said yes, I want it. Gave me your money, and then when? How many days till you got it?
1: Ooh, okay. Let me. I'll let me check. my I'm. I would. It,
3: I'm running out of time here. I take off on a plane a week from Monday. You know what I mean? This is a I week need from to Monday.
1: The plane. Ooh, I'll
3: be damned if on this sense. plane I'm gonna fucking hold my kid. All right, I'm gonna hold the steam deck, God willing. You know. Gabe Newell
1: delivered it.
2: it hand, hand delivered it.
1: The thing I was gonna say that I forgot was, um, this is the most time I've spent in the Steam store in a long time. Hell like yeah. usually, I don't. That's fuck the best. Around, like that's out the there. best
2: kind of time. Plus, it's like when you're scrolling through Netflix of like. What do I not want to watch tonight? But what do I want to watch in like a week or so? You know, and you just kind of scroll through and for four hours. It's always like, oh shit, that's eleven bucks. Fuck it. Like, yeah, dude, buy that (laughs) right now. now, The Steam Deck is gonna make that even worse. And I I Uh,
1: Greg, so I got my email to purchase it. On April twenty first, so that was about thirteen days ago, oh, no. um, and then they shipped it the week after, and then I received it yesterday, oh, and so it's no. like a two week process. Oh, just about.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to hold this fucking baby, uh, Greg. You <laughs> know, like you're gonna have to hold this this kid for this entire flight. And not have your Steam Deck uh, whole I mean, you thing, got you,
1: know? you got a phone, you know? You got a, you can play yeah, Marvel no Strike Force, for whatever game you play, mm. Puzzle. Why not? I
3: can play on my phone when I'm upstairs, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm safe If you're there. connected to the internet. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I, I, I do know that Puzzle Quest 3 works on planes via plane Wi-Fi, because I'm still playing that shit. Don't you worry. Don't you I'm dare out. worry. Don't I'm you worry. fucking What's worry about it, Tim.
0: Not planning on it. Not planning on it. Though. You know what I am planning on doing, though? Ending the show right here, so we can get to... The exclusive post show with an episode of Bless Who featuring Kind of Feudy.
1: I'm very excited about it. Tim, let me tell you. I think this might be the best one.
0: This one's Okay. That is fantastic stuff. Everyone, let us know in the comments below if you are still interested in trying out Trek to Yomi. Or if you have been playing Rogue Legacy
2: 2. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. I dominated last week. Kind of Feudy.